Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, while we were worshipping, you guys can sit down. Just give these guys a round of applause as well. Just amazing, fantastic, fantastic. While I was just pre- preparing, I was going on a completely different path um, than I'm going to go. As most of you know, Karen is preaching down at Aldinga campus this morning. And um, it's a bit lonely without her, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, she's, she's going to have a great time down there, and uh, we look forward to just seeing what God's doing down there. It's a, it's a great bunch, and uh, so it's great to just be able to sow into them. Uh, but while we're worshipping, I just felt to change direction a little bit, and so it's always one of those things that, um, you know, when you change direction, you never quite know how it's going to go. Okay, so just, you know, relax, chill out, and we'll see how we go with this. Is that Okay. All right, just give someone a high five around you. Awesome. If you can reach them, some pretty poor high fives out there. But that's okay. Some uncoordinated people. It's all right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, not meant to be over your eyes, you know. Uh, God's good, isn't he? Well, we, we got, we've got an exciting time coming up. And uh, as most of you know, we had our culture, Youth and Young Adults Night on Friday night. And um, awesome. And it was just off the charts, off the charts. Now, there was some brave person, I think it was Brenda, who suggested we should be doing what we do at culture on Sunday mornings. Um, now, if we were to risk it that much, uh, we might lose half of you because it was too loud for me. Uh, and I got, I got bruised with beach balls in one eye and glow sticks in my ear in the other, and, and it was just crazy. It was absolute mayhem. But one thing I have learned about not becoming yesterday's man and all, is always to look forward to tomorrow's man. Always looking forward to tomorrow's men and women and, and looking forward and saying, what are they doing? What are they saying? What are they enjoying? What's God on? And it might be uncomfortable for me. I've got grey hair. I'm 46 now. And uh, I'm still jumping down the front. And I mean, it's just, I don't know the words. I don't know what we're doing. It's just crazy. (laughs) But God is on the move. But to stay current, we've got to look to tomorrow's generation. We've got to look to tomorrow's generation. We've got to say, okay, I might not like some of the stuff, but I've got to hear their voice. Because if we don't listen to them, we close them out, we miss them. And, then, and tomorrow's generation desperately need mums and dads, grandmas and grandpas, uncles and aunties, and people around them who will love them and encourage them and not judge them for having so many tattoos and so many piercings and having weird hairstyles and just and not wearing socks and, and all sorts of other things. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it, Jonah? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. But I just also want to honour Jonah as well. What an amazing, amazing job Jonah and all of his leaders are doing with, with our youth and Josh with young adults as well. And uh, it's just fantastic. And so, yeah. 
keep praying for these guys because this generation has some challenges that our, my generation and beyond did not have. And um, it, it's incredible just to think of the magnitude of issues that they are bombarded with life, gender, sexuality, uh, all this sort of stuff is bombarded by the age of 10. Uh, and so it is absolutely so paramount that we be praying for the next generation, praying for them, covering, blessing for God to give them freedom and joy and life and life partners and, and all of this stuff. So, uh, you know, that's not really my message, but it's so important that we as a church listen and watch and pray into tomorrow's generation. Um, we were, Karen and I were, I'm going on a few rabbit trails, okay? Is that, is that okay? Just wave at me if you're okay with that. I had someone last week request another sheep story. I mean, that was just, that just blessed me. It's been so many months until I, since I used a sheep story, but so <laughs> only one person. <laughs> anyway, so um, <laughs> Karen and I were... Um, I'm, I'm kind of wounded. <laughs> Karen and I were away a little bit this week for a couple of nights, and um, and we we bought Karen's winnower. Did she? Did we tell that story? I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we we bought this thing. I mean, it is one serious contraption, a, a serious, just monstrous contraption, and um, and so we. We, we met up with this couple who, uh, who were selling it and, uh, and, of course, we found out they're Christians and they're evangelists in their town and they're trying to evangelize. So God's just setting us up with all this stuff and it's like we're learning what a winnower is and we're like, oh, we don't really like winnowing. Winnowing's not a nice process. And, um, but anyway, we've got this winnow and Karen and, and Gloria, this, this lady who we bought it from, her name's Glory, Gloria, and, uh, and her, her and Gloria are in tears, sharing stories, praying for each other. And, and, uh, and so it, it was just one of those real God connections. And I tell you, God's doing it more and more right now. Um, so th that was going to be my message, um, but that can be for another time. But God really is doing something right now. And so what I felt to just encourage us uh, this morning is to prepare our hearts, to prepare the way. If there's one thing I know, it's that um, when it's harvest time, there's a whole lot of work that has gone in that not many other people have seen. That has Now, I'm not a farmer, okay? I'm a try-hard farmer. <laughs> but, but I know enough to be dangerous or in Stuart's case, enough to light a fire when you're slashing in paddocks. It happens. Uh, but I, I tell you, I spend a lot of time looking at paddocks of, of cereal crops and lucerne and looking at the cows, calves become cows and just thinking of seasons and watching seasons change. And I, I spend, you know, I feel like my whole life just looking at, at plants and my veggie patch and everything growing and dying and seeding and harvesting and all of this cycle of seasons going on. And God is always on the move. He's always preparing something in our hearts. And if we are open to hear what he wants to say, he will be speaking to us right now. Whatever season we're at, you might be in the darkest season of your life. God wants to use it for good. He wants to speak to you in that season. Winnowing is not a very nice process. You can look up the process of separating wheat from chaff and sorting through the whole process. It's not very nice. 
And I know if you're like me, you say, God, rip off the Band-Aid as quickly as you possibly can. Just get this thing out of me. If it's unforgiveness, I just want to deal with it. If it's hurt and bitterness, I want to deal with it. If it's something I know is just, uh, uh, I just got that little gnawing feeling, then I have to, my place is, as you know, either my tractor, my mower, or just some motorized vehicle. And, um, and so, you know, it's just one of those things. No one else can get me. I got my big earmuffs on and I'm out there somewhere and, and just dealing with stuff. And so it's one of those things that if we are willing to hear the voice of God in any season, he will speak and he will be preparing our hearts for the next season. And as this passage says, a voice of one call, I'm going to read it in a different version. English Standard Version says, A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. God wants to prepare us for what is to come. If we are willing to have ears to hear and eyes to see, but then also an openness in our hearts to say yes to God, whatever it looks like. Uh, we, As you know, most of us in at Harvest Church, you know, we've been through seasons and we've seen a whole lot of change and we've been through movements of God and we've seen a whole lot. And, and one thing that I've said to God is, um, you know, can we have the glory without the messy bits? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Jesus. You know what his answer was? <laughs> no. Because what happens when his presence encounters human beings who are full of all sorts of stuff, spirit stuff, soulish stuff, agendas, motives, hurts, bitterness, soreness, all sorts of things, stuff happens. Stuff comes to the surface. The issue is, what do we do with that and how we control that and how do we foster and steward in kingdom family and a safety and all that sort of stuff and, and you, know, you, you know that we will do that. However, we are always looking forward to say, God, we want to prepare the way for what is to come. We don't want to miss what you're doing. We don't want to miss what you're saying. And we're in a season now where God is just stirring some things again. He is winnowing, but he's stirring some things again in many of our hearts. And I just want to honour Keith and the whole prayer team who come every single week for just sowing in because, you know, they, they've been sowing in for years now in many ways. And many of you have been praying over this house in this region and your neighbours and your family for, for decades. I want to tell you, it is not a waste of time. It is not wasted prayers. It's not a waste of energy. It's not a waste of fasting. It's not a waste of effort because God is on the move. God has this funny way when we are willing and open to listen to his voice, he begins to speak. Ever notice that? And then when we begin to listen, he begins to open, open up fresh doors. And uh, I think he's doing that now. It, it's interesting. It's a little bit scary for me. Um, I think where's Bronnie knows what I'm talking about. But anyway, because she knows Karen better than anyone. But so I'm at, I'm at Field of Dreams Church the other week and we're doing a conference and um, I'm standing there and I'm like, oh, God, you're going to do something to Karen. I know it. (laughs) 
Any husbands? <laughs> and I sort of had flashbacks of, of uh, I think it was 2005 or something like that. Karen was crouched over here and Heidi and Roland Baker assaulted her in the spirit. And she was screaming and screaming and I'm standing, oh, I'm at the drums or standing here, I can't remember now. And I'm just like, what on earth is going on? And so I'm just preparing the way. <laughs> just preparing the way. But I, I want to say this. I, and I want to just say this in the spirit to, to, and some of you already know this, that God is on the move. And, and he's speaking to many of us to prepare the way, to prepare the way for what is to come. Because we might be looking across the world at COVID and all sorts of things going on, but God is using all of it. He's using all of it to awaken his bride. And people are coming alive. Uh, we had Pastor Sam Long here from Youth Alive on, on Friday night. And, you know, one thing I've learned, uh, when, you, when you learn your gifting, it's very powerful, by the way. And one thing I've learned that I'm good at is just connecting. I just, I just randomly message people and connect with them. And so uh, I, I've, I've done that with Sam and had coffee with Sam and, and we've formed a relationship over the last couple of years. And I just... I knew it was COVID and I knew we, we might not even be able to have culture in the same way. And last time we couldn't sing, this time we can. And I'm thinking of it and we hadn't really planned anyone in to come. And I just thought, okay, I'm just going to be obedient. I'm just going to see if Sam would come down. It was only like five weeks notice or something, which is not a lot of notice. Anyway, he did that. And, um, and, and on that obedience, God honoured that. And when we step out, God honours our obedience. So if God has things ahead of you that he's preparing in your heart, that he's just laying on your heart, if it's of him, I want to encourage you, step out. Step out into obedience because the harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. It might just be in a 1% thing. It might just be in a conversation, a little thing. Um, we're, we're away at the Barossa and and Karen in the morning just felt to take her Bible up to breakfast. And she's like, oh, why would I take Bible up to breakfast? Well, sure enough, we get there and some people we didn't know saw the Bible and they were Christians. And they're like, hey, you know, so started a conversation, more tears, more conversations. And it's a regular occurrence. But, but <laughs> obedience, God loves obedience when we step out. And when we step out, we are saying to God, I'm going to help prepare the way for what is to come. I'm in this as well because God wants to use you. He doesn't just want to use the person down the road or the preacher or someone else. He wants to use your gifting. 1 Corinthians 12 talks all about our gifts. And some are very high and lofty and spiritual. Others are very, very normal gifts that most of us have. And some of us might have said, well, okay, I'm good at computers, but what can that do? Or I'm good at baking cakes or helping or whatever else. You know what? It's a supernatural gift as powerful as prophecy. And so we need all of these gifts and talents in the body of Christ to be preparing the way for what is to come. There is no lesser than gift. You read, read the account, read, read the list of gifts. You go, hey, that's me. That's me. I like helping people. I like doing this. I like praying for people. I like interceding. I like, and, and it's all needed in the body. And when we learn how to honour that, we all begin to prepare the way. And I, I just want to take a minute just to honour you guys who are, let's say, over my age or not, because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm teetering on the edge. And uh, who, who, who really have, have 
forge the way, but been open to watch for tomorrow's generation, to pray for tomorrow's generation, to, to be open to, you know, lights and buzzes and bells and whistles and whatever it takes to speak a generation of to, to, for tomorrow's generation. And haven't said, oh, we didn't do stuff like that. You know, when we met this couple in this country town last week, they said to us, you know, there's three people left in our church. Three people left and they're all over 85. And, and I, I, we just sat there and went, what? Really? And he said, yes, we, we don't even know what to do. There's three left. A building worth half a million dollars and, the, you know, beautiful wooden pews. I mean, it's, it's an amazing little... Um, antique, but it, in a year or two, it'll probably be a restaurant or a B&B or a caravan park, something or other. Because unless we are open to preparing the way for what God's going to do, and, and I even don't even like saying this because it makes me uncomfortable. Because there's things that challenge my heart when I look at tomorrow's generation. There's issues with sexuality and gender that the church is going to have to get really good at loving. Not necessarily accepting the sin, but loving people into the kingdom. It's, it's I mean, it's, if you're clapping right now, please tell me afterwards because you are going to join the love team for all of the, the I mean, you know what I mean. We need it, don't we? There's so many challenges out there that we don't have the answers for. We do not have the answers for. And when you keep reading in 1 Corinthians 12 and then 13, it, it really sums it all up in saying the answer to everything is love. And so somehow we're going to have to learn to love this generation, confused and all. And there might be laws that, are, that ban us from pay, praying for people and changing them in, from this and that and this and that and you know, right and left and whatever. But somehow love is going to overcome all of that. Somehow. <laughs> and we don't really even have the answers, do we? But one thing we do have is we have the voice of the Lord saying, prepare the way. Because the harvest is coming. We're, we're already entering a stage where God is on the move. I mean, there was, I don't know, 30, 40 odd 45 young people responded on Friday night. And um, seriously, <laughs> if we've ever prayed for salvation, it was as easy as anything, wasn't it? I mean, Sam just went, hey, if you want to give your life, by the way, if you want to give your life, come forward, boom. Easiest harvest I've ever seen of 45 young people. Easiest thing. No manipulation, no coercion, nothing. And so let's keep praying into this thing. Let's keep stepping into this thing. Keep praying for your lost loved ones because he loves them. Even if you've given up, it's weary, it's tired. It might have been a long, long time. But I want to promise you this, he loves them more than you do. And his heart is that none would perish. And one thing about remaining open to the next generation, I mean, I'm sitting there listening to Sam on Friday night and I'm feeling very old. Because the guy has a way of connecting with young people that I'm like, man, this dude is anointed for this generation. <laughs> I mean, he had stories coming out of his stories and it was just phenomenal. But, I, but I'm looking at him and I'm like, wow, we, we just got to stay open. 
We've just got to stay open. And this is for all generations. This is for all generations. And so I believe the Holy Spirit would even say to us is, let's keep praying into our region, into the generation that is now. I mean, there's as many lost older ones as there is younger ones. That's why a lot of the older churches are empty because they've got sick and tired and bored and they've done the same thing for 20, 30, 40 years. They haven't had a revelation of the love of Jesus Christ. Or maybe they did, but they've forgotten what it's like. Life gets hard. It gets weary. It gets down. And so I want to encourage us this morning. I'm going to read from a different version, Isaiah 40, verse 3. A voice of one calling, prepare the way for the Lord in the wilderness. You might feel like ahead of you is a wilderness. But let me tell you, the seasons can change really quickly. Stuart learned about that last week, I believe. Slashing a paddock and lit a fire in the grass. I haven't had the pleasure of doing that myself yet. I nearly have many times. But there's, I'm telling you, when you are aware of the seasons of the Lord, you're always looking forward. What are you doing, Holy Spirit? What are you saying? What are you, what are you, where are you moving? And when we connect with what he's doing in obedience, when we step out and we say, yeah, okay, he, he begins to open things up that weren't open before because obedience releases destiny. Obedience to the Spirit releases opportunities and encounters and uh, situations that wouldn't have been established prior when we say yes and when we look for Him and we watch for Him. And sometimes it might mean saying no to some other things. Then we begin to partner with Him and say, Lord, prepare the way. Prepare the way. It's a wilderness right now, but I can see the harvest. I can see the harvest. One thing I know is that owning a, owning a property, owning some land, is that I'm always thinking ahead of the next season. Always thinking ahead of the next season. And our seasons are three months, as you know. And so I'm always three months ahead because I'm trying to, let's say in my garden, for example, I'm trying to plant seeds, seedlings well before. Now, sometimes you get it too early and they die off as I have experienced many times. And I think Keith's had the same experience. But, um, but that's one of those things. Better too early than too late. But when we are looking ahead at the next season and we're preparing, then the harvest is ripe at exactly the right time. I've been spending a whole lot of time uh, in the last few weeks just preparing for the summer coming up because I don't want bushfire risk and all that. So I'm slashing, I'm mowing the crap out of everything that can be mowed. And uh, my poor old mower, it, it desperately needs a service, but I don't want to take it in because then I don't have it for a week. What am I going to do with myself? And so, um, you know, I, I'm out there. I'm, uh, but all of that is to prepare for what is to come. And it's exactly what God's doing in your heart right now. He's preparing you for what is to come. You might think you're lost and abandoned, left on the bench. No, you're not. He's preparing your heart right now. He's speaking to you right now. He's moving in your life right now. He's got opportunities for you tomorrow available. If you will look and listen and watch and glean and be open to what he might be saying, 
then you watch. He's going to set up some connections for you. He's going to set up some opportunities for you that would not come about any other way. Because when we say yes to his preparation, then we can be assured the harvest will come. I believe that God does want to move. You know, I don't even have any clue on end times. You know that. I've never done an end time series. I don't even know if I ever will because I might then have to change it five years later when I change my end time philosophy. (laughs) So it's one of those things that I've never majored on. You know, I'll leave that to much smarter people than myself. But one thing I know is that Jesus loves humans. And if he loves his creation then he wants his creation to know him. And so when we intercede for people, when we're praying for for the lost, when we're reaching out to the lost, we know we're acting in the heart of the Father. We don't really have to get a word on that. We know we're acting in his heart. And so it's one of those things that we posture ourselves, but there's also other opportunities. And I believe that he wants to speak to us more and more in the coming days about harvesting the little opportunities as much as the big ones. It's amazing seeing 45 young people come to Jesus and commit their lives. It's phenomenal. But it's also amazing seeing one person. It's also amazing just seeing one conversation that God might open up, one prayer person that he gives you. We need people interceding for other people. Or when someone's down, just, you know, I don't know, drop something in, just love on them and help them or whatever it might be. And, and you guys are so good at that, so good at that. We tell other people, they're just phenomenal people who just love on people and look after one another, and, and it's amazing. But as we prepare our hearts for what is to come, I want to I wanna finish with this. I want the band to come up. I want to I ask something. I know we're coming into holiday season the next couple of weeks, and, and so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. <laughs> But I want to ask you to be praying. When we're praying into what God is doing, be praying, what is my part in this? What is my part in this? Because some of the most powerful movements throughout history have been done by communities, communities of people. And that includes the the prayers, that includes the helpers, the baristas, because you've got to throw that in. The cleaners, the gardeners, the sound men, phenomenal sound men, Julian and Jeff, our Peter and Rocky and our media guys, and awesome, awesome. And everyone who serves, all of you are preparing the way for the harvest. All of you. All of you are preparing the way for the harvest. And I want to ask this really as a pastor's heart, is that we as a kingdom family as a church family would posture ourselves forward toward the harvest in everything we do in everything we say that we be willing to step forward into what God has and that means stepping forward into his promises but it means taking some risk it means taking some obedience and that means you know, whenever you take a little bit of risk, especially with a big bunch of people, it means, okay, we've got to sort of navigate this thing somehow, which we'll do as best we possibly can. Okay, you just, you know us, we, we do things as safely and as respectfully, but as hungry as we possibly can. And so, and as we do that as a whole family, then we can go further and deeper than ever before. And as we, as we move forward, it, it might mean, uh, I'm talking sort of, 
in, in a pictural sense. It might mean, you know, there's a few tattoos and piercings around the place or whatever it is, you know, whatever that represents for you. Some things that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but let's hunger after what he's got. Because it takes a whole lot of slashing to prepare for the next season. You've got to be really prepared. If you're not prepared, the fire takes over and it burns everything up because you're just not ready for it. You can't contain it. So we want the fireplace as prepared for the fire as possible. We want the fireplace. That's you. That's our hearts. With no judgment. If God moves in power one week and there's some people shaking and rolling, okay, we're, yeah, we're not just going to let people make drama for the sake of it. It's okay. We're safe. We're leaders. We, we know how to operate in the spirit realm. But we also want what he's got. We want what he's got more than anything else. I'll finish with this. I'm, no, I'm going to let Karen tell that story. So that's, I'm going to leave that one. Let's stand. Awesome.